Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk. The European Central Bank meets tomorrow morning in Frankfurt at quarter past one Irish time and will tell us not whether they will raise the cost of borrowing, but by how much. They shocked a lot of people in July by hiking rates by 75 basis points and many fear that they will do the exact same tomorrow. The reason for doing so is clear, though. Inflation in the Eurozone is running very hot at our 9.1% at the moment and set to rise even higher. Joining me to discuss this key decision is John Fahey, the senior economist with AIB, and hopefully a bit later on the programme we'll speak to Federico Santi from the Eurasia Group. Good morning, John. Morning, Joe. Let's start. 75 or 50 basis points. Any, any thoughts what the markets are banking on? Well, uh, just in terms of back in July, it was 50 basis points. So the surprise there was 50 rather than 25. So that brought the deposit rate uh, from negative territory back to zero. In the initial aftermath of that meeting, the market had been anticipating another 50 basis points uh, increase. But over the last couple of weeks, we've seen a number of key ECB uh, members uh, talk more hawkishly. And in terms of central bank speak, hawkishly means looking for more uh, rate hikes. And now the market has moved to price in closer to 75 basis points. So it's it's a close call. Uh, the market is leaning more towards uh, a 75 basis points increase uh, this month. And, and that's because of the backdrop in terms of just uh, inflations at record high levels across headline inflation, but even that core underlying inflation. Uh, which the ECB pays close attention to. So it's a close call, but the market is leaning now towards a 75 base points increase on Thursday. Which would be a huge uh, rate hike, of course, and have a notable impact on the cost of borrowing, assuming that the banks pass that on uh, to companies and to households. Would a big rate hike have a, a bigger impact, do you think, John, on indigenous Irish firms rather than the larger multinationals? Well, what you tend to get with, with multinationals is, is obviously uh, in terms of their credit and that they do it through issuance rather through direct bank lending in some mm-hmm. cases. So in that case, you've already seen uh, big increases in, in yields, sovereign yields and corporate yields uh, because of the changing backdrop. Uh, in terms of indigenous firms, SMEs and that, I think the bigger impact, uh, okay, these rates are moving higher. They're off a low base. Uh, so they still will be at relatively low levels in historic terms. Uh, the bigger impact, though, is that, uh, generally speaking, uh, tighter monetary policy will slow uh, you know, the economy and, and reduce demand that way. So that's probably likely to be the big, bigger impact uh, on SMEs. And the key focus for SMEs at the moment is probably more so around energy costs and it's all interlinked because obviously uh, higher energy prices are feeding into higher inflation uh, which is you know a key reason why uh, the central bank is hiking interest rates have we seen any evidence yet john of a tapering off of borrowing requests from companies um, as interest rates start rising no there there's in terms of i think the bigger impact uh, on uh, you know general credit demand or uh, applications is around the uncertainty what you tend to get at when there's heightened uncertainty is both borrowers from a household perspective uh, or from a business perspective hold off uh, on making uh, decisions or drawing down loans so i think that's the bigger issue in terms of just the very uncertain uh, economic outlook uh, we're in at the moment. But there is an ability within the Irish economy uh, for borrowing because we have deleverage. And this is a big difference compared to the uh, financial crisis over 10 years ago. You know, the economy is in a much better position from that point of view in terms of uh, much lower uh, household debt and private sector debt uh, overall from that viewpoint. 
Yeah, it's interesting. The, yeah, as you say, the, the debt levels in 2008, 2009, 2010 were astronomical in this country. But we've seen a huge amount of deleveraging is, is the technical term, basically paying off their debts. And we've seen savings rise in recent months as well. Yeah, and that's that's another big difference too. So as a result of the pandemic, obviously, and the restrictions in place, uh, we've seen a surge of around 35% in, in overall private sector savings. And just one of those household metrics, the household debt disposable income, uh, you know, at the height of the crisis, uh, it was above 200%. It's now uh, closer to 100%. So that's just reflective of the fact that, uh, you know, that individual balance sheets and overall uh, business balance sheets are in a much healthier position now. And on top of that, then you have, uh, you know, a strong cohort of savings there. So, you know, that would tell us that the economy overall, despite the fact that we're facing into significant headwinds, especially from a, a slower global economy, uh, there is a position of strength uh, underlying in the Irish economy at the moment. Uh, counterintuitively, John, I, I wonder whether we could say that the Irish economy was running a bit too hot at the start of the year. And maybe, and I know this won't be popular, and maybe the little bit of cold shower in terms of um, rising interest rates was needed to tame things a little bit. Well, I think it's all complicated by the fact that we came out of the pandemic. So there was a sudden rebound in activity. So everything has been distorted uh, over the last two to three years. Uh, but in terms of your point there, uh, I think a key aspect of that is probably, you know, where is there supply issues in the economy uh, in terms of in the labour market? That's the case. And also then uh, as a top of that, the housing market. And obviously, we need to build more houses for the economy to continue to grow and to create more employment. And we saw in the latest uh, labour force uh, survey data from the CSO last week, uh, uh, one of the key uh, increases in the labour force uh, was non-Irish citizens uh, continuing to increase in the labour force. So obviously, we need more housing uh, from that perspective. Uh, so it's important, obviously, that in, from a supply side, uh, that we improve the situation there to make sure that the economy uh, doesn't overheat from that perspective. John Fahey, the senior economist with AIB, is still with us. John, uh, many people have accused the European Central Bank and its uh, president, Madame Lagarde, of reacting too slowly to high inflation. Do you think they may now be overreacting by hiking rates a bit too quickly and uh, risking pushing the Eurozone into recession? Well, they've definitely lagged behind elsewhere. If you think back in December of last year, the Bank of England started to hike rates. And then in the early part of this year, we had the US Federal Reserve. And, you know, it wasn't until February of this year that the ECB uh, actually started to open the door to the potential uh, for, for rate hikes. I think a key issue and a key worry, but not just for the ECB, but right across uh, all the major central banks, uh, is that they want to make it crystal clear that their number one objective is to bring inflation back down towards their respective targets, which is in or around 2%. And it's not the rising risk facing, recession risk facing the economy. So their number one priority at the moment is inflation because they want to make sure that uh, they have credibility and that they anchor inflation expectations. So they seem willing uh, to accept short-term economic pain rather than a prolonged period uh, of uh, elevated inflation, which they would deem that would be even more economically harmful uh, to the economy. So, you know, they're later to the uh, game of rate hikes. Uh, so they are, in, uh, to some extent, a catch-up mode, all right. And that's why I think the market is leaning towards 75 basis points 
uh, tomorrow from them. But when you look further out, uh, even that seems fairly aggressive. You know, just in terms of market expectations for the end of this year, it has rates getting towards around one and a half percent. And then as we look ahead to next year, uh, market pricing is for rates to peak somewhere in around two and a quarter to 2.5 percent. So from an ECB perspective, uh, that would still be uh, well below uh, where market sees rates in the US or the UK, which is up uh, at least in around 4%. Now, would you say that, I mean, you already said that Ireland is in in a relatively good shape going into this economic situation, but Germany's not in great shape, though, is it? And that's the largest economy in the Eurozone. Yeah, and, and that's really the, that's what drives the, the Eurozone economy in terms of, you know, your major economies there are Germany, France, and Italy. And, and, and both Germany and Italy are the most vulnerable in terms of uh, energy supplies uh, with the war in Ukraine and the issues uh, with Russia around those gas supplies. Uh, and that's a big impediment. And we're seeing in the latest data out of Germany in terms of survey data, uh, you know, uh, weaker consumer spending metrics. And, and that's because of the uncertain outlook, but also uh, the hit to real disposable incomes is weighing on the German economy. So, you know, you could see a technical recession uh, in the German economies as we move through this year into next year uh, and growth in the German economy next year uh, could be uh, below 1%. It could be, you know, very low, low growth overall. Uh, and that could drag uh, the overall Eurozone uh, economy down to very low growth. And we'll get updated staff forecasts from the ECB tomorrow as well. Uh, but what we've seen right across the board uh, from all international forecasters is, is downward revision uh, to growth forecasts uh, from that perspective. It's interesting that the, um, the Germany is the one that everyone watches, but it's in relatively good economic shape in the long term compared to Italy, which has huge debt. And Italy has a very important election at the end of this month. And the spread or the gap between what uh, the bond yields for Italian bonds and what German bonds is, that's known as the spread, that's getting wider. Yeah, and that's something actually that the ECB uh, has paid close attention to themselves as as rates have moved higher. So at their last meeting in July, uh, the ECB did announce uh, a program uh, to deal with uh, that was called the Treasury Protection uh, Transmission uh, Protection uh, Instrument, uh, and that was to make sure there wasn't an unwarranted disorderly, uh, you know dislocation in those uh, markets and and it is that Italian to German uh, spread that the market pays close attention to because of that uh, legacy debt situation uh, in Italy and it's something that Italy has been dealing with uh, for quite some time. The political uncertainty there uh, you know brings risks and you know causes some volatility uh, in those bond spreads Uh, and as I said in terms of from an energy supply viewpoint it's Germany and Italy that are the most vulnerable, but obviously uh, Italy is more vulnerable because of its its underlying debt dynamics compared to a much healthier debt situation in the German economy. Yeah, we'll have to watch that very closely. Thank you very much, John, for all your time this morning. This is John Fahey, Senior Economist with AIB Bank. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.